The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback Cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. You want him? Yeah. Welcome back to the Redneck Tick Podcast. We're not going to number this one because we're not sure where we're going to put it yet. So for those of you listening, if it's is not in their best order, you know what? You can kiss our butt because we don't care. Um, so that was real nice. This is a extre- real nice of you to say to the. This is an audience. extremely impromptu podcast, and as you can see, I kind of like the new setup. This is Ryer's idea. Um, we're sitting in. Um, I don't know what you would call this, like the little. We're sitting in our auditorium. Our auditorium. This is our front atrium. This is our front. <laughs> I like that. This is our front atrium of the office, and you can see half of our glorious sign because Ryer didn't like the framing. Of the whole sign. It was bad framing. And, it was and bad. you went and looked at it and agreed with me. It was bad framing. So you can't see our whole sign because it's Ryder's fault. So it's not my fault. You hung it all the way up We're there. in really like comfy. You dang it like right here. Yeah, but then that would look funny for people that are just walking here to see it. How many people walk in here and see it though? The same three people. <laughs> so if... You're watching this on YouTube. You're seeing everything that we're talking about because we started filming these because we just like to create extra work for ourselves. So anyway, this is a super impromptu podcast. Didn't really take notes for this one. It might be really long, might be really short. I don't know. But this one spawned out of two different ways. First way is Ryan and I were just there sitting, eating lunch and talking about... In our dining room. In our... (laughs) No, in the old podcast. In the cafeteria. In the the old podcast podcast room. And we started talking about all the movies that Clay had not seen. Because Clay went on a recent shoot with me to Florida. And we started talking about movies. And he had virtually seen no movies. I'm like, how do you get into production and not have seen any movies? And then you said... You have not seen very many movies, Mm-mm. and that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. How you can't watch movies? But the second way this spawned is we are both tired of editing, <laughs> and neither one of us can get our minds wrapped around the edits that we're working on. I can. I'm just I can't get in the mood. And then I was out yesterday. I had a really bad migraine. But Ryer is working on the fourth installment of Blue Stem, fourth and final. And it's completely different than the first three, which all every f- single show has been. Every single time we describe one of the episodes, we go, "Ryer's having a hard time with this one <laughs> because it's completely different than any of the other." But ones. you have done, and then you go to the number two, and you're like, "Ryer's having a hard time with this." But one you've done because such it's a completely good, different than the first. But you've done such a good job with all of them, though. That's the thing is, like, they've all been really hard, right? Probably because I made them that way. You definitely made them that way on yourself because you. You okay? I'll be honest. You've done a better job editing them than I would have, because I would have gotten to the point stressed out enough to where I just said screw it and edited it. Whereas <laughs> you have like painstakingly edited this thing, and I don't. I I I have a hard time with the. I don't have. I don't have the screw it 
and edit it. I, I didn't used to. <laughs> it's coming. I just, <laughs> it's coming. I've, I've had it on a few things. I've had it on a few things. Like, definitely, I think that if Mossy Oak or Onyx had been like, hey, we need this this day. Yeah. Then it would have gotten edited. Yeah. Like, I would have just done it. Done it. But because we haven't had to, like, have it on a certain date and because both of us have been here and we've had. Yeah. Thanks, we've, COVID-19. We've been able to uh, have you working on edits and I'm able to just kind of try to wrap my head around that one. Yeah. Uh, I've been able to take more time and really try to make it something. But yeah, and if it, I, and if they I are, had, and they're turning out to be something extremely special and um, I'm proud of them. I know you're proud of them because of all the work that you put in and y'all better watch them. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, that was my next thing is the or night. If you don't watch them, unfollow, unsubscribe, yeah. block us. They're not available yet. They're going to be available I don't really know. I said coming soon, but I really don't know when they're going to come out. More than likely, it won't be till summertime. But because um, right now nobody wants to watch waterfowl stuff, and uh, we're gonna they're gonna come out when they come out. So it's one of those things to where when we when we get it figured out, um, we'll let you guys know whenever we know because we got to get them finished first. In episode four. I mean, I'd say you'd have it rough by midweek next week, mm-hmm. and then finished. Originally, I was going to try to have that done by today. That going into this week, <laughs> going into this week, I was like, ah, yeah, I'll freaking have that done. It'll be easy. Well, it is Wednesday, but tomorrow we're going down to film Chuck in West Point. So, so you know, no work is getting done tomorrow. Exactly, none. And doesn't look like a lot of work's getting done today. Well, what time is it? Three eighteen. Yeah. Uh, I've eaten lunch. I've gotten. <laughs> I've got. Oh, okay. I say that I we did. looked. We looked at the thirty seconds that I cut yesterday. Yeah, and I, I actually fixed the edit for Brian, the Spy Point Hog episode, so it went out. It's final. So I actually did get something done today. So, um, but I didn't get near as much done as I thought. Um, we had a long phone call with some guys needing help. The Sons of the Fall guys um, called and were asking some questions, so we talked with them on the phone for a little bit. But anyway, the reason we're to, we said all that to say this: we're I'm going to give because I'm a movie guy. I love, 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 love movies. And I don't know if I would attribute my career in production to movies as much as hunting, but I love both of them so much. They just work so well together. The fact that some another person that works in hunting and in production doesn't watch movies like you and Clay, we probably should have got Clay on the phone for this. But anyway, is how... Y'all haven't seen any movies. And it, it it's baffling to me. So what we're going to do on this podcast is I'm going to go through my all-time movie list and uh, we're going to see if Ryan has seen any of them. And if he hasn't, we're going to browse. It sounds like we need a game show music thing. Yeah, we do. Welcome I, I to the to, I actually Has used, Ryer Seen This Movie Hold on, challenge. I think we used to have one. Hold on, what does this one do? No, what does this Nothing. one do? Okay, I must have deleted them. These buttons used to do something, but I deleted them. We had laugh tracks. There was a laugh track, and there was like a game show theme on one of them, but I deleted it. Anyway, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go through my my all-time movie list. So this is, okay, obviously this is different than our majority of our podcast, but this one's kind of spawned out of our lunch meeting, or lunch talk, really, wasn't a meeting. It was a meeting. Yeah, well, we're writing it off, so it was a meeting. And then um, 
I just was like, we should, and when we had a really good, funny conversation, I'm like, we should stop talking and just record this. So if you're seeing the title of this podcast as being, you know, you know, the Redneck Tech, Copeland Creative Movie Review or whatever we end up naming it, this is why. It's going to be different. We, we're going to try and maybe correlate this back to hunting and productions. No, maybe, okay, maybe not. But I'm going to go through some movies. I'm probably going to think of some as we're going through this. But these are just ones that I've written down off the top of my head because I texted this list to Clay at the end of that hunt, and I was like, you are required before you subcontract for me ever again to watch these movies. And there's, it's a long list of movies. Has he? Has he watched all of them yet? I don't know. After we send this podcast out, he's probably going to check in. But anyway, um, there's a bunch of them. I showed you the list, but we're going to go through them again. Mm-hmm. You've not seen a lot of them. No. And it's it hurts my heart to know that. But I'm sure I'm going to come up with a more. But these are this is my all-time movie list, and these are going to be dramas, comedies, um, suspense, thrillers. There's not going to be any scary movies because I don't do scary movies. I hate those. Don't do them. So um, let me find my list here. We'll just go ahead and get started. So, yes, this is a different podcast than we're, than we're used to doing. And I also have a list for, if you can't see, I also have a list of things that I haven't watched that I want to see which I did not give you that. So that's all the stuff that I want to see that I haven't seen yet. That I have recently come out? Some of them have recently come out. Some what's of them are a, a little older. What's in there? Um, like there's a movie, Warrior, um, that, uh, what's his name? He was Bane in Batman. Uh, Christian he's, Bale? No. No, that's the guy. No, he was, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I used to be really good at characters and like knowing actors' names. We used to play a game in college. It was, we called it the movie game where we would name a, na- name a movie and then you have to name... Uh, a character in that movie. Mm. And then once you name a character, I either have to name another character in the same movie or a movie that that character was in. The and, actor who played that character. Yeah. No, oh. no, no, no. So we would say like, I'd say like Top Gun and you'd say Tom Cruise. And I'd either say another actor in Tom Cruise or another Tom Cruise movie. And we would just go on as long as we could until somebody got stumped. And we used to play that game because I was in the bullpen so we didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> so dude, I used to be so good at it but that was, God, that was... 2006. God, I'm old. That was a long time ago. So I'm not near. I don't even think I was allowed to watch PG 13 movies at that time. (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) So that's been so long. So I'm not near as. Do you remember the first PG 13 movie you ever watched? (laughs) No, I remember the first scary movie I was ever allowed to watch. What was that one? It was called The Others with Nicole Kidman. I've never never seen it, but. Don't. Don't watch it. First PG-13 movie I watched was Ocean's Eleven. Really? Yeah. It was a terrible pick for your first one. I love Ocean's. It's a good movie, but not for your first PG-13 movie. I didn't really pick it. My dad was like, hey, you want to watch this? My mom was like, oh, it's PG-13. And he was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So. No, I, no, I love the Ocean series. Don't get me wrong, but I just, that's one of those like, yeah, that's a good movie. What would you pick for your first PG-13 movie? Oh, I don't know what the ratings of if movies you were, are. I can't, if you were 13 and legally allowed to watch this. I don't know. Let's just go to the list. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so, and I kind of need to preface this list. So, when I was in high school, we had an English teacher who was also the basketball coach. So, you're like, this is going to be the best class ever because he's not going to make us do anything. I actually learned more in that class about what I do today than virtually any other class that I've ever taken. So, um, business wise or like no, storytelling, no, storytelling and, and imagery and framing and things like that. Like mm-hmm. didn't know any of those things. 
and how to use the subconscious to tell you, you know, to tell the viewer something. Mm-hmm. So in that class, we watched three movies. That's pretty much all we did was take those three movies and broke them down the entire semester. First one was Finding Forrester, which there's a scene in Finding Forrester. If you've never seen Finding Forrester, um, it's about this black kid from the hood that is uh, that's trying to fit in. And um, he's actually an extremely talented writer. And he somehow gets linked up with this guy who's a famous writer but only wrote one book and nobody can figure out where he is. So he starts to learn how to write, starts getting, you know, he gets moved to a better school and he's talking to his friends. They're still in the hood and he's in the better school. And there's a shot where he's talking to one of his best friends and they're in the hallway of this school that he's going to now that's full of a bunch of rich white kids. He's on one side of the hallway, his hood friends on the other side of the hallway. Yeah, and it's after, a, I think it's after a basketball game or something because he plays basketball. And the bell rings, and they're talking to one another, and there's nobody in the hallway, and the bell rings, and everybody comes out. And there's a bunch of rich white kids in their, you know, their, uh, their uniforms walking in between them, and they're trying to talk to each other with those kids in the middle of them. And before that, never thought anything about that. But he stops the movie, and he's like, what is this shot telling us? And I'm like, huh? And he's like, look what it's doing. He's like, it's got the two best friends that grew up in, you know, in the same similar situations that are trying their best to stay connected. He's like, and looks what's between them. It's this new school, these new people, this new environment, this new everything is literally separating them in the shot. And I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, just a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, holy crap. So, dude, we broke down Finding Forrester for all the imagery that was in it. Then we did Dead Poet Society, which is another one on my list. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Amazing movie. If you've never seen Dead Poet Society or Finding Forrester, absolutely have to watch them. We did the same thing in Dead Poet Society. Dude, blew me away. And then the third one we did... Um, what was the third movie? I want to say the third movie was uh, Goodwill Hunting. I think it was Goodwill Hunting. I can't remember exactly what the third movie was, but that's what we did pretty much the whole semester. It might not have been the whole semester. It might have just been like a week where we broke down movies. But I took more away from breaking down shots, how you can use a shot to convey something to your audience to make them feel uncomfortable, how you frame things and mm-hmm. how you can, you can enter somebody's subconscious just by doing something, you know, how you can make them look into an empty space and, and, you know, frame a certain way and that, you know, they feel empty and alone and dude, I never, I never noticed that. So now what I'll do is we'll be watching something me and my wife. Cause we try and like, you know, sit together when the kids go to bed and watch something every night and I'll pause something. I'm like, what's that scene trying to tell you? And she'll be like, uh, well, uh, and I'll have to like break it down for her. And she's, she's gotten really good at it, but it's like I never, ever, ever noticed that kind of stuff until that class. It's a curse. Dude, it is. Once it, you start doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's a curse. But anyway, so there's a little bit of tip, tips for you. Next time you watch a movie, a good movie, which all these in my list are good movies. So have you seen Finding Forrester? No, I've not seen that one. <sighs> I see it has Sean Connery in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, and I, I put like Forrest Gump on there, but surely to God, you've seen Forrest Gump. Yeah. Of course okay. I've seen Forrest Gump. Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Okay. Tom Hanks movie. Amazing. Um, Full Metal Jacket. 
Yes. I can't, like, remember it. Okay, you can't. No, okay, then you haven't seen it. You can't watch Full Metal Jacket and not remember it. What happens halfway through the movie? I need to make sure I know which one. No, Ryan. I need to make sure I know which one I'm thinking about right here. I'm so disappointed. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Sometimes I'm bad with titles. I know the movie. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I know the I know. All right, so yeah. we're go- we got a military theme, Platoon. I don't know if I've seen Platoon. Uh-uh, I don't think I've seen that Charlie one. Sheen. Freaking Platoon. Mm-mm. You know, I don't think I've seen a lot of Charlie Sheen's movies. Why? You have a thing against Charlie Sheen? No. Back I before just... he was, uh, what is it, Tiger Blood or whatever? Tiger... Tiger blood. Yeah, whenever he came out and said that he had, was it, can't remember which venereal disease, and he called himself like he had tiger blood or something stupid. I can't remember what it was. AIDS? I don't know if he had AIDS or if he had like something. It's something like that. It's like, uh, I don't remember. And he got it from tiger blood? No, 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 no. He did an interview where he said, I don't know, I'm probably sounding stupid, but you'll have to look that up. Google, Google that later. Charlie Sheen, I think it's Tiger Blood or something like that. Anyway, um, we just said Goodwill Hunting and Dead Poets Society. Goodwill Hunting, have you seen that? Yes. Okay, and you have not seen Dead Poets Society. We talked about that earlier. No, but I've I know it's a good movie. I've seen it's an excellent movie. I've seen it referenced in a lot because of Because of Robin Williams is why that movie yeah. is excellent. Robin Williams, even though he killed himself and went a little crazy, he was a little crazy guy. Un freaking believable actor. Um like we were talking about Mrs. Doubtfire, which is not on my list. I've seen it a thousand times, but he just is so versatile in his comedy and everything's so good. Um, you know, he was an avid bike collector, bicycle collector. Like old bikes? All kinds of bikes. He had a giant collection, and when he passed away, uh, like everybody got to see all of these bikes. Like he had some super rare bikes, some just really nice bikes, all sorts of stuff. Never, no, did not know that. Yep. I know he tells the best best version of the origin story of golf ever. If you've never seen it, go on YouTube. Maybe that's what we should. Maybe we should add that to this podcast. All the other things you should watch on YouTube that we cannot talk about on this podcast. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. But yeah, no. Any of his stand up is really good. Any of his any of his stand up is really good. That I didn't. I the first experience I I had with Robin Williams was like flubber. Yeah. Right, so you think of Robin Williams well, as that, and then you go watch his stand-up. You know what my first impression like, of him is? What my first impression of him is Peter Pan when I was little. Yeah, he was freaking Peter Pan, and then you go watch him and stand up. And or you're the like, genie from Aladdin. Yeah, and you're like, not Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is an entirely different person. Yeah. All right. So moving on, Dead Poet Society is a extremely deep movie. So is Goodwill Hunting. So is Finding Forrester. But they are incredible cinematic storytelling, just amazing movies. Can you think of a movie where Mark Wahlberg does not play Mark Wahlberg, a kid from Boston? I I watched another one with him in it the other day. And the I was one like, with oh, the look. big, the one with the big black guy on Netflix. The Spencer Spencer Confidential. Yes. Yeah. And he's another. He's guy from, he is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Is that where he's from? Is Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, every movie he plays is a kid from Boston, for sure. Always. Yeah. Four Brothers, um, the one where he's the e- he plays for the Eagles. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah. What's the name of that movie? 
Silver Linings Playbook? No, that's not the name of that movie. That's with... <laughs> that's a... No, that's not the I thought movie. I saw that on... <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook is not even about football. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. I've never seen that one. <laughs> you obviously have not. Oh, that's... <laughs> Look up Silver Lines Playbook when you're done. No, the- That's the one with Jennifer Lawrence and um, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Don't they end up dancing, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so funny to me. <laughs> you that- aren't good with movie titles. All right, so moving now on. I, gotta, I, I claim to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan, so I, I can't remember. Know. I can't remember the name of the movie. I've seen it. It's good. Mark. Yeah, in, in the – I guess maybe inside um, – What's the name of the movie where he steals the car? Or they run the little Invincible. Mini- Invincible. I should know that. My father What's the would movie? disown me. Oh, The Italian Job. So he's not a guy from Boston, The Italian Job. Is he an Italian, though? No. Oh. He's just like a like a, like a, a high-tech thief. Hmm. Have you not seen Italian Job? No. Solid movie. Not on the list, but solid movie. Um, Yeah, put that one on your list while you're taking notes over there. Uh, the next two are just kind of guilty type pleasures for me. The first one is Armageddon, which some of the best comedy scenes in Armageddon, some of the best, you know, it's a sci-fi kind of thriller, thriller type movie, but it's, it gets super deep at the end. It's kind of emotional, but it's a really, really good movie. Um, it's back before CGI and graphics were that great and it's still a really good movie. And uh, the next one's Independence Day, <laughs> one of Will Will Smith's best movies ever. Another sci-fi movie, one of my favorites. Love the movie. Have you seen either one of those? I've seen Armageddon. Yes, I have not Good. seen Independence Day. <sighs> okay, that's going to be a theme. Well, we've already went through this list. Okay. He already knows which ones I haven't seen. Okay, but just we re- didn't go all the way through this list. We didn't. No. Oh. Um, Usual Suspects. Mm-mm. So, Usual Suspects is a plot twist. Like an M. Night Shyamalan? Kaiser Sose. Just remember the name, Kaiser Sose, and go watch Usual Suspects. Wonderful movie. The Count of Monte Cristo. You've never seen The Count of Monte Cristo. It's a really old movie. How, what, how old is The Count of Monte Cristo? Let me, let me look this up. The Can Count you say that three times fast? Mon- no, I cannot. Monte Cristo. It came out, the movie, says it t- says 2002, but that's that seems really recent. I feel like it's older than that. But it's about Edmond Dantes. 1975 Okay, film? that might be, yeah. 1934 film? Yeah, I think it's been done, redone several times. There's a musical. Let me see this 2002 one. I feel like this might be it. No, it's the older one than that. It might be the 70s one that you need to watch. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, you need to watch The Count of Monte Cristo. It's a really old movie, but it is a really, really cool like comeback story. Very good movie. Old school, old acting. Go in with the understanding, but it's really good. That's another thing I've noticed in movies. Acting has gotten a lot better over the years. Do you know there's an entire accent that was made up just for acting? Like in the did 19, not know this no. In some of the, like you know that classic Hollywood accent. I can't do it, but there's a classic Hollywood accent that no. you think of. Uh, in like some of the black and white movies, 
It was called a transatlantic accent, and it was supposed to be a mix of like the American dialect and a British dialect kind of like put together. And that was supposed to be the proper way to talk in movies. And so that's why did not know that. That's why they have that certain accent. And so you go listen to the old movies and you think everybody talks like that, but that's just a made up movie accent. All, the only people who talk like that were the actors. Just for the movies. Did not know that. Yeah, I could look it up and probably do a be, do a better job of explaining it. All right, we'll go we'll keep going down the list. Um you've seen this one you told me and you and if you've been watching this listening to this you have to go watch this if you haven't. Robin Hood Men in Tights. I'm the only Robin Hood that speaks with an English accent. One of the best movies ever. A little John, great. <laughs> a they Blinken. Call- did you say A Blinken or did you say A Blinken? <laughs> Such a good movie. They call me Little John. They call me Little. Don't be fooled. <laughs> I'm actually quite large. <laughs> That's a great freaking movie. All right. Um, there is a series of movies called Rush Hour. Rush Hour 1, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3. This is one of the few instances that I know of that the sequel is better than the original. Rush Hour 2 is my favorite. If you don't watch any of them, you need to watch Rush Hour 2. Jackie Chan. Um, What's his name? He's not been in too many movies. The other one's The Fifth Element, where he was so good. Um, Michael Tucker. Dude, he's hilarious. He is the best in Rush Hour 2. It is a great, hilarious action comedy. Jackie Chan does actually a pretty Chris good Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker. Chris yeah, Tucker. sorry, not Michael Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful movie. Okay. The other one, I can't, I know Chuck's not going to listen to this, but him and John make fun of me every time because they don't watch movies either, which they're, they're, all, they're always saying the reason they don't watch movies is, I ain't got time to watch movies like you all. You do sit around and watch movies. I got to work and do stuff. That's, they're all, that's always their excuse. Because they had made made fun of me because I liked the Dark Knight and the the new Batman series. Well, it's not because I'm like I like watching you know I, I like comic books, but it's like his movies are freaking awesome. Like the 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 the, the cinem, you know the cinematography, the some of the fight sequences, some of the you know that really cool. The freaking Dark Knight with Christian Bale and um, Bane, and then the one with uh, oh, what's the guy that overdosed? Um, he played the Joker before the new Joker. Um, Heath Ledger. Mm. He's so freaking good. The acting in that movie. That's why I was saying earlier how much better the acting has gotten. You watch some of these movies that came out in like the 90s and the early 2000s to movies that are out now and how much better the acting is. It's like I was watching the newsroom with Nicole last night, which we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, I don't want no, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll talk about that. Don't forget me. Let me talk about acting. Why do you think acting has gotten? No, no, better? no, 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 no. We're gonna talk about that when we get to the newsroom. We're not oh, gonna get ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay. We're skipping. Okay, that we're skipping. Topic. We're skipping that topic. That um, means everybody has to listen to this whole thing. Yeah, Fight Club. You had not seen Fight Club. <clears throat> Although I listened to the entire Joe do you Rogan know, do show. You know, do you know what happened in Fight Club? Do you know what happens? I thought you're not supposed to talk about that. I'm not. But do you know? I mean, even if I was you, really proud of that joke, guys. I thought that was a great joke. <laughs> Having not seen the Fight Club, to be able to come up with a joke like that in context, <laughs> I think was excellent. That was an excellent work on my part. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Are you what? Well, what happens at Fight Club? That you're no, not no, supposed to tell me, but you're like, going to. Fight Club's such a famous movie. A lot of people know what happens in the end of Fight Club, even though they haven't seen Fight Club. 
I listened to the whole <laughs> Joe Rogan show of the guy that wrote that. Fight Club, didn't, the book. And that didn't make you want to go? No, it did. Book. Yeah, you were talking about how you've read all these books. Like yeah. the next one's Lord of the Rings, all three of them, and you said you've read the books, and that's better than watching the movie. False. Watch the movie. It's always better because that's not true. It would take me about nine hours to watch all three of the movies. How long would it take me to read all three of the books? Weeks. Nine hours, if you're real quick. No, there's no way you're reading all the books in nine hours. Yeah, it took me weeks. The first one, exactly. The the, how was that better than The Hobbit? Took a long time. Okay, a long time to read. That's where I draw the line. Lord of the Rings, I'm cool, but not when you get to the Hobbit. I'm not you okay don't like with the Hobbit. Didn't watch didn't. any of those. No, no, not even the first one. Nope, I watched the first one. It was pretty good. So you've watched The Hobbit, but you didn't watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because I read that all was. Of them. I know what that happens. was the that was how they started the creating the these gigantic, over the top, next level fight scenes. Was the Lord of the Rings pioneered that? Really? Yeah. Hmm. You have to watch it. It's freaking amazing. I just figured it was just dude. A, some like, of the war, standard, no, some of the war fight scenes in Lord of the Rings. Holy crap, unreal! Mm. Yeah, you watch it for nothing else other than the fight scenes. It's awesome. Um, the books are good. You guys should read them. And I added this one after we talked. Inception. It's good. I mean, it, it's a mind bender again. But is it though? It, Did you have a hard time understanding it the first time you watched okay, it? Okay, you're saying it's not a mind bender when you told me that on my all time movie list. Should be Napoleon Dynamite, and you're yeah. saying no. It's a com- it's a mind bender compared is, to Napoleon Dynamite, dude. You have, you have what? You have just straight comedies on here. But but Napoleon Dynamite's not a straight comedy. You have to be high Napo- or drunk to laugh at that movie. I've never been higher drunk when watching that movie. Maybe I should. <laughs> and I've enjoyed it every single time. Oh my Jesus. But see, but you haven't seen good movies. Okay, that's why you like that movie. I've just figured it out. The reason you like that movie is because you've not seen good movies. No, it's because I appreciate the absurdity of that movie. Okay, well, if you appreciate absurdity, then you need to see some of these other movies. Okay, moving on. Uh, Tombstone. You have not seen Tombstone. You told me this. Mm -mm. That one makes me the maddest of all these because every red-blooded male American should have seen Tombstone. You know what you don't have on here? What? That every red-blooded American should see? What? I'll put it on the list. Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. But uh, that one's, I, I, I like Braveheart, I, and I, I'll give you that one. But if you're going to say that, then you got to put on here the Patriot. I haven't seen that one. It's better than, it's better than Braveheart. Really? Yes. How? Every way. Very few movies that I've watched are able to be better at Braveheart than being the ultimate men's movie. The Patriots better. Really? What is it about? It's about a dad with his sons. When the British comes into town, they literally pull his son away to take him to jail because he hasn't um, volunteered to fight or whatever. And Hasn't uh, volunteered to fight for the British? Yeah, something along those lines. But, yeah, they take him away from his house. Mm-hmm. And his dad is um, from the Patriot, um, Mel Gibson is the dad, and uh, he goes to get his son back in only the way Mel Gibson's can. Just the best way. And then he kills everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Oh, it's great. You need to watch The Patriot. Anyway, so you you keep getting me off my thing. So we'll go through this list at the end. So for those of you watching, we're jumping around, I understand. I'll go through the whole list at the end. If you haven't seen these movies, you owe it to yourself. 
during this quarantine just to go binge watch these movies. You will not be disappointed. If you don't like one, tell me why you didn't like it. I want to know. All right, where do we get to? Tombstone. You have to watch Tombstone. That is the number one movie. Number two behind that, you need to watch The Patriot. If you liked Braveheart, then you'll love The Patriot. Um, I love Braveheart. Yeah. Okay, Braveheart's a great movie. It really, really so is. Tombstone's a Western. Looks like. Oh, it is the Western. The, the all Western. Westerns. That all Westerns. It's 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 up there with Lonesome Dove. It's up there with which I have not seen, and I was informed in Texas that I need to see Lonesome Dove because the entire time I, I was hope in Texas, Kip doesn't listen to this. He already knows. Kip and Paul already know because the whole time down there they're quoting Lonesome Dove, and then I think one time I said, "What is that from?" and then. They almost flew me back here. <laughs> I need, and you know who else absolutely loves movies? Kip Campbell. Kip loves movies. We should have got him on this podcast. You know who else loves movies? Most people, other than you and Clay. I like movies. Well, obviously not. I you love not movies. see any good movies. What movies have you seen that are good? Apparently none of them. Apparently none. Exactly. You, Dudley your favorite, doesn't... your favorite movie. Yeah, Dudley loves movies. Your other favorite movie is freaking Top Gun. That's not There's that good two, of a movie. I have two separate movie category God lists. Bless America. Here I have, we go. I have the, I will watch these movies anytime, anywhere, no matter what. And I, I have think, a couple of these too, but they're still think, not in my top favorite movies. I think they're fun movies and you can talk about them with anybody. And those are Top Gun, Napoleon Dynamite, and The Sandlot. Those are just fun movies. I like them a lot. And then, obviously, you have your movies that you're like, I like these movies because they're cinematic masterpieces. But the, the, those movies that you're telling me, those are to me, those are like movies that you watch one time. You're like, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. Well, not Top Gun, because Top Gun has jets in it. And I love jets. <laughs> okay. Moving Napoleon on. Dynamite, because it's funny. And your, then the Sandlot. Your homework because... is to go home and watch Tombstone. The next one is Guardian. Kevin Costner. A lot you think of these Tombstone is better than like True Grit or the John Wayne classics. Yeah. Really. The acting's better. It's a more. It's a not. It's not a modern western. It's still based old. Mm. You know, old school. But Doc Holliday, wider the gunfighting scenes, dude. It's next level. It's it's you got to watch Tombstone. You know what I just watched the other day that was really good. Two Ten to Yuma. Oh, yeah. It's a good That's movie. It's a really good movie. And I hate the ending. <laughs> and I, I hate the, the ending. ending. <laughs> There's a couple of these that have bad endings. Um, that made me think of another movie that you have to see. Oh, Sicario. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's good. <clears throat> What's the movie with... Uh, this is has nothing to do with Westerns. Um, but it does have... It has um, American Psycho. You ever oh, seen that I've one? seen no, I've seen bits and pieces of it. That's a really good movie. Christian Bale, is it Christian Bale? Yeah, I get him and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mixed up for some reason. Not sure why. I just do. Jake Gyllenhaal is the one in uh, the movie coming up, but uh, Zodiac He's really, really good. I've been on a binge of watching a lot of his stuff. See, when I, and go, I, I go really to say, like his, but he did Brokeback Mountain, but so did Heath Ledger, and Heath Ledger is a great actor. So everybody's got that one, I guess. Anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, Guardian. With Although Kev- Jake Gyllenhaal is a method actor. Is he? I think so. I don't think Have you seen right. The Mechanic? Yeah. The Mechanic is about the guy who can't sleep, never sleeps. No, I've not seen that. That's a really good movie. He, the Mechanic. I'll have to put that on my list. He um, 
he basically plays a guy who can't sleep. And because he can't sleep, he his body just starts. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? I believe so. But you also thought it was Silver Linings Playbook a minute ago, so I can't believe right. you. Uh, but anyways, he gets the his character gets so emaciated that he looks like he's literally on the brink of death. Mm. And whoever played that character actually did that. Like, they starved themselves to play that movie. Like, just probably... I think I saw it as one of the most unhealthiest an actor has ever gotten to, like, literally portray a role. I know Christian Bale's done that a couple of times for some roles and stuff. I'm going to see what... No, not the mechanic. The, machi- the, the machinist. The machinist? It's one of those two. Uh, Yeah, the machinist. And that is... <clears throat> That's Christian Bale. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, I don't yeah, you know. You do get them. I don't know why I get them mixed up. Do they look similar no, enough? No, they don't look similar at all. Maybe they have a similar acting style? No. I don't know why I get them mixed up. No, not at all. Um, okay, so moving on, The Guardian. That was where we were at. So The Guardian, have you seen The Guardian? Mm-mm. It's so good, dude. It's Mel Gibson. Or not Mel Gibson. Um, Kevin Costner. Uh, he is a. He teaches um, rescue swimming. And he's teaching classes, and he's like this legend rescue swimmer for the Coast Guard. Wait. May have seen it. Keep going. And he, one of his students, he sees a lot of himself in. His student is, uh, what's his name off that 70s show? Um, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher is one of the rescue swimmers and ends up, same thing that happens to him to be legendary. It ends the movie with him having the same thing happen with Mel Gibson. and Really good movie. I haven't seen it. I saw another Coast Guard movie that was really good. So, next movie is old school classic. A River Runs Through It. Mm -mm. And Legends of the Fall. To me, those two movies go hand in hand. You have to see them both. Both of them are Brad Pitt at his very best. Amazing movies. River Runs Through It. Legends of the Fall. And then this one. This one holds something deep in my heart. I'm not a horse guy. But this movie almost made me a horse guy when I was little, and this is called The Man from Snowy River. It's a really old movie made in the 80s. But it's about this guy in uh, Australia. It's based in Australia or New Zealand. They have Australian accents. But um, his dad dies in a freak accident, mm-hmm. and he has to take over. He, he, he comes back up to his farm to kind of take ownership of it after his dad dies. And they tell him he can't come up on the mountain and work it because he hasn't earned the right to be on the mountain. Mm. And he earns his right to be on the mountain. It's freaking really, really good movie. One drawback in that movie, and this is a drawback in several movies. This is, to me, is the biggest drawback of Top Gun. Really, really unattractive lead hot girl. The hot girl, the the love interest in that movie, not Not attractive enough. enough. If you're going to cast... A love interest in the movie, she's got to be hot. And that is the one bad thing in The Man from Snowy River. She's not hot enough. Same thing in Top Gun. Not hot enough. She could be hotter. I agree. She could be way hotter because she's not cute at all. Like, she does nothing for me. Neither one of them. But the story in A Man from Snowy River is so good, I will overlook it. Can't overlook it for Top Gun because it has jets. They should have had a hotter chick. They could have. So anyway, moving on. And it was the 80s. So here's another old movie. Another horse movie, though. War Horse. I've never seen, seen never seen War Horse. Or uh, Seabiscuit. I've seen Seabiscuit. I mean, 
Come on, man. I, I believe it's called Warhorse, but it's essentially a yeah, a kid World War One, a they need horses for the trenches. And I'm I've seen it one time, so I'm trying to remember this. So if I get it wrong, don't crucify me. I know we we've uh, got lots of things wrong, so don't crucify us, but um this is a very impromptu podcast. So as I remember it, his horse gets taken or they give it to the army to ship overseas for World War One. Then he gets drafted, and the whole time it's switching between him in war and his horse in war. And I want to say, like, he's trying to find his horse or maybe at the end of the movie, like, they get reunited or something, but it's a really good movie. War Horse? Mm-hmm. I'll put that one on my list. I guess I could look at actually what. So here's two more, or three or mo- three movies in a row. I know you've seen one of these because we talked about it, but. Yeah, he searches the battlefields of France to find the horse and bring him home. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that one. That one sounds like something I'd like. It's really good. So here's some old ones. These were the movies that kind of shaped what I like to watch, and these are movies that my dad wanted me to watch when I was little. Mm-hmm. The first one is Where the Red Fern Grows. You ever seen that? No, I've heard of it. It's about a kid who gets two coon dogs hmm. and he hunts his coon dogs and they tree coons and they hunt all the time and the dogs end up just need to watch it old Isn't movie it really old. sad yeah yeah just like the next one old yeller you seen old yeller yes, okay, I I about seen to say. Old and then you said you've seen jeremiah johnson yes i was named after jeremiah johnson not after jeremiah johnson but the kid named caleb and jeremiah johnson hmm. that's where my parents got my name that are watching that movie you heard the name caleb named me that but if you ever watched Jeremiah Johnson, the kid named Caleb in that movie, guess what? He doesn't do the entire movie. Say a single word. Never speaks. Didn't get that right. No. <laughs> and, I, and I tell my parents that. I'm like, did y'all just not want me to talk? They're like, no, we just like the name. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, Scarface. Have you seen? No. So there used to be a drinking game, but Wolf of Wall Street has since taken this spot. That's a good movie. Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, so in Scarface, you know, in Wolf of Wall Street, the drinking game with Wolf of Wall Street, I don't drink, for those of you listening. I haven't heard of that. So they say the F word in that movie more than any other movie ever. Is it really more than any other more movie? More than any other movie ever. Wow. Is there a compilation of I'm every sure there is. Instance? But anyway, so in Wolf of Wall Street, there's a drinking game. Every time they say the F word, you're supposed to drink. Mm-hmm. That used to be Scarface. Really? Yeah. When was Scarface released? 90s? 80s? 90s? It's an mm-hmm. older movie. Really good. And Wolf of Wall Street still has... As far as I know. I'm going to look it up because I'm curious. Do it. Uh, and you said you had seen a couple of these. These are all baseball movies because I'm a baseball guy. I played baseball in college. I'm a sucker for baseball movies. Sandlot, therefore, is not on my list. Sandlot's a great movie. These movies are better. Major League, Charlie Sheen, the best role Charlie Sheen's ever played. Moneyball, Tom, you know, uh, not Tom Cruise. Um... Brad Pitt, really good. Also, uh, what's the other guy's name in Moneyball? Um, the stat- statistician. 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 The fat kid from... Uh, oh, Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill. He's really good. I saw... He was really good in Moneyball. Yeah. Um, then Bull Durham, which to me is the best baseball movie ever. And then The Perfect Game. Those... I've never seen The Perfect Game, and I haven't seen... Um, the first one you listed. I have seen Bull Durham. You've never seen Major League? No. Watch Major League, man. <clears throat> it's a great comedy. Freaking old school acting, but man, it's good. 
Um, next one's Law Abiding Citizen. I, I actually don't know why that one made the list. It's a good movie, but it's not like, I guess I was just kind of going on a streak and that one came to me. It's a good movie and it's got a really cool plot twist. And it's one of Gerard Butler's better movies. I think his best movie is 300. But I haven't seen that one. Dad, come it. Put that one on your list. 300 is a great movie. Um, Do you want the list of the F word movies? Yeah, what's the top? Uh, Swear Net, the movie. Year 2014. Uh, F Count. It's not satisfying to say that. 935. Fs, <laughs> Fs per minute, 8.35. Uh, then there's another film, number two, F, a documentary on the word, 2005, 857. See, I don't count, you can't count those two. 9.21. And then Wolf of Wall Street, then. Okay, so Wolf of Wall Street is, is actually the only mainstream. <clears throat> well, I don't know, swearing. Mm. Swearing, I've never even heard of that. Summer of Sam, Neil, Neil by Mouth, Casino, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. out of Compton. Uncut Gems says a lot, but Uncut Gems. Have, did you see it? Yeah. I never got to see it. I kept waiting ending, for it to be the in the ending theater. ending is so bad. Is it? Oh, I made. I was furious. Mm. I, wanted I was to, waiting for it to be in theaters, and I could never find I it. I was so pissed. Uh, Sweet 16 is <laughs> number 13. All right. Well, anyway, so like I said, that's why the drinking game was created for Wolf of Wall Street. I want to see where it's at now. What was the Scarface? Yeah. Pulp Fiction, 28. Jarhead, 24. Uh, I'm not even seeing it in the top 50. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure people used to do it to Scarface. I do not. Maybe they wanted to do it to Scarface so they didn't get completely blistered drunk. (laughs) That could be it. (laughs) (laughs) So going through the the baseball movies again, Major League, Moneyball, Bull Durham, The Perfect Game. Bull Durham being my favorite. The next one was Law Abiding Citizen, and then you said you hadn't seen 300. The next one is a Denzel Washington favorite of mine, Inside Man. Another huge plot twist movie. I love plot twist movies. Inside Man is like a genius, the most perfect bank robbery. It's awesome. It's old school. It didn't get a lot of love. Great, great movie. Um, And now we're going to get into, I've still got some movies, but there's a couple of series on television now because I've gotten into more and more series than I ever have movies. I still love movies, but there's some series out there that have really been extremely influential on ways that I want to start filming and doing different things and um, ways of looking at things. And I think the number one series out there right now that will make you question every scene, cinematography, psychological you know, feeling uncomfortable is got to be Mr. Tiger Ro- King. No, not Tiger <laughs> King. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot on USA is unreal. You feel comfortable the whole time you're talking about, or the whole time you're watching it. And then um, Rami Malek, who's the lead actor, is so freaking good. He does his voiceover. So semi-spoiler, he has an alternate personality that he talks to himself in and he does that he jumps back and forth so well and that the cinematography is stupid because like i look i watch things and like john wick's another one which is on the list when things are shot virtually almost in pure darkness every time like everything's in the dark how it's lit and how crisp it can still be in that low light Mm -hmm. that's that's freaking mr robot 
like almost all the scenes are shot super, super low light. And it's like how they can light it just perfectly to still make it feel dirty and dingy and dark, but still be incredibly cinematic, man, is just amazing to me. And then the framing, dude, they'll frame things. Every, you showed me the Everything about it is wrong, and you just feel uncomfortable. But if you don't know, if you don't have a production mind like we do and see the framing is wrong, you don't understand why you feel uncomfortable. You're just you're used to seeing things framed a certain way in every, you know, uh, you know, and things that you watch from day to day. And then you go and watch this and it's framed like he's in the bottom right hand of the frame. There's way too much headroom. He's not in the lower third. I mean, he's just like it's like somebody stuck a tripod and he's wherever the camera landed is where they started filming it. Like there was no thought put into it, but it's like there was so much thought put into it because this shot of him not in a third, not in the center, just in between the third and the center, and then way too much headroom. They're cutting off like you know, you know, instead of his belly button up, they're you know, they're you know, torso down. It's like I, that makes me feel uncomfortable, and that's what they want you to feel. And the whole time you're like trying to figure out what the heck is happening. Um, it's a really, really good show. It's about uh, some like really high level hackers that hack into this place called E Corp, and virtually take down the entire economy mm-hmm. by hacking into E Corp. It's real good. Um, Yellowstone, it's on Paramount. You said you've seen one of those? Yeah, I saw one episode when Freaking I was in Texas. Cinematic genius. And it was gorgeous, the one episode that oh I saw. Oh my god. It's gorgeous. Just even the open was the gorge it, it the 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 show was shot gorgeous and the acting is spot on and the storyline is great. Everything about it's great. Um go watch Yellowstone. This next one's a movie. Uh I just said John Wick, one, two, and three. You need to go watch John Wick. If you not you haven't seen John Wick, Mm-mm. go watch John Wick just for the fight scenes. Nothing I've heard else. They're excellent. It, the, the fight scenes are excellent, but you can tell it's one of the few times where the actor put in the work to make sure he looks like he knows what he's doing. He Which knows, is rare. Very rare. Jackie he, Chan was really good at that. Well, um, what's his name? John Wick. Uh, why can't I think of his name? I'm Keanu, going uh, Keanu, Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I'm getting brain farts today. Keanu Reeves freaking kill, hits that one out of the park. He understands the weapons. He understands how to use them, and he looks like he knows what he's doing. And that makes the fight scenes that much better. Um, the other one's V for Vendetta, which you said you've seen V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Another really good plot twist movie that's just, remember, remember, the 5th of November. That's just a freaking... Yeah, that's a really good movie. Really good movie. Holy crap, it's a good movie. That's one of my favorite genres yeah. of movies is the those kind of like post-apocalyptic, the Count of Monte Cristo. The Count of Monte Cristo has a kind of a, that kind it? of feel. Yeah. Uh, it's got to do with a prison and breaking out of prison. and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. That one should be on this list. Okay, I have a confession. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. You need to see Shawshank Redemption. I don't Redemption. know why. It's just every time I go to watch it, I'm just never in a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling this movie. I've never seen it. You'll, once you see it, you'll understand why it's it's fantastic. I know. I'm supposed to have watched it, and that's like on the movie list, but that's yeah. one movie I have never seen. No, it's on Netflix now. I it know, used to not be on but Netflix. But there's so much other on Netflix. <laughs> there's so much but more stuff I want to see first. You've got to see Shawshank. It's just, 
It's shot very well, and the story is fantastic. And it's got Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You can just listen to Morgan Freeman. It's also Freeman. got, what's his name, Robbins from uh, <clears throat> Bull Durham. Is it Christopher? Not Christopher Robbins, but Tim Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Tim Robbins from, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, Deadpool, obviously, you got to watch Deadpool, all of them. Did you like the second one as much as the first? Yeah. But the you know what the best part about the second one was? I watched it in Canada with Canadians when he's making fun of Canadians. <laughs> I was in Alberta. It was in between hunts. Um, it was in between. So I went to uh, BC with Dud on the moose hunt. Then I flew to Edmonton, and I had a one-day like break in between when Brian flew in for bear. So I was like, I'm not flying all the way home to Georgia, then flying right back to Canada. So I just flew to uh, Edmonton in Alberta, and I spent the night in a hotel. And the next day, I didn't have anything to do. So I'm like, well, I'm going to the movies or something. I'm not sitting in this hotel room. So there's a movie theater like eight miles from me. So I Ubered to the movie theater to watch Deadpool 2. And, dude, so I'm sitting there in the movie theater in Edmond, Alberta, with a bunch of Canadians. I'm probably the only American in there. I just don't talk to anybody because I didn't want anybody to know I was American. But, dude, when he started making fun of Canadians – in Canada, hilarious. And those dudes thought it was great. Because, you know, he, Ron Reynolds is from Canada. Yeah. So him making fun of Canadians while I was in Canada <laughs> was freaking great. But, yeah, that movie. And But the thing is, for that movie, there's so many other movie references, you have to know all the movie references. But that's what is half the fun of that movie, is that there's so many movie references, and it's it breaks the fourth wall. Oh, it breaks all the walls. Like, perfectly, though. Yeah. Not too much, just enough so that you're aware that he's aware, and then he just goes and takes a crap on ev- all of it. Like, <laughs> he he makes fun of Marvel movies. He makes fun of movies. He makes fun of the audience. He makes just makes fun of all, all the stuff. So, that's a great example of breaking the fourth wall and doing all those things, but, you know, another show that I recently rewatched that I did not put on the list till just now. I'm glad you said that breaking the fourth wall. That is absolutely one of my all time favorites. And I watched it through again and it was even better the second time. Park and Rec. Oh yeah. Park and Rec is so there, good. Can you think of a character? Can you think of a show that is there's obviously you probably can, but <laughs> can you think of a show that was is more flawlessly casted? I can't think, like, usually there's a show where you're like, ah, you know. There's one weak character. Yeah, you're like, that character could leave. Like, yeah. Like The Office, right? The Office is the counterpart to yeah. Parks and Rec. But there's characters I in The Office. I never got into The Office. I, I like Parks, both of them. Parks, Parks and, and Rec is better. Way better. Which, we should ask people what they like more. Parks and Rec. Park and Rec of The Office. Comment after we post this. Uh, but that whole show. There's not a single character Dude, I'm not, that does that comes in there where you're like, ah, I don't I'm know not, how I feel about I'm that. I'm not going to lie. Like, I almost shed a tear watching it through the second time when it ended. It's, it is so freaking good. Even the freaking miniature horse is a great character. Dude, every <laughs> part of that show. Aziz Ansari does the, a fantastic the job. Ri- the writing in that show, the writers in that show, have you ever watched some of the behind the scenes of the writers of that uh-uh. show, dude? There's a there's a thing where they all they're all up on stage. I guess it was after the season had ended, and they had the all the cast and then the writers of the show, and they were asking him questions and this that and the other. And one of the writers they asked him a question about what was his favorite line or what was the best line of the whole 
show, and he said, he said, I don't think you understand how much it pains me to say this, <laughs> but the best line of this entire show is not one that we wrote. And they're like, what was it? He's like, it's the line that Chris Pratt says when, uh, when, what's her name's character? Um, what's her real name? The gal? Yeah. Um, the dark haired gal? Huh? Aubrey Plaza? No, not Aubrey. Um, uh, <clears throat> the blonde. Uh, what's her real name? She's on freaking yeah. Saturday Night Live. And, yeah, I'm forgetting. Yeah, anyway, so she's she's got the flu, and she goes to walk out of her office. And uh, she walks out of her office, and they've been trying to figure out what she has. And, and he says, uh, hey, Leslie, I typed in your symptoms into the computer, and it says you have con- uh, network connectivity problems. <laughs> And he said that that line was completely off script, was completely on his own. And he said, and they said that that was their favorite line of the entire show. And he's like, it, he said, I was furious <laughs> that he's like, why did I not think of that line? And he's like, he's like, and he's of course, Chris Pratt said it, but dude, there's some Chris Pratt is. Oh, dude, he's, he's a really good actor. He is a and he's American a treasure. Guy. He's yeah. an American treasure. He really is. So, okay. Yeah, Parks and Rec. I could is talk fantastic. about Parks and Rec and the newsroom, which I want is coming up. <laughs> the, the bacon, bacon and eggs, eggs you have. Yeah. I don't think Wait. you heard me. <laughs> I don't think you understand what I said. Bring me all the bacon and eggs. Yes. You um, know, it's Ron- about to be time where I'm going to have to start carrying my Ron Swanson permit around. Yeah. Because of COVID 19. Yeah. Because they're going to COVID 19 because of the Rona. <laughs> He said, he said, I have my permit right here. It says, I can do what I want. <laughs> Ron Swanson is, who's your favorite character out of that whole thing? Uh, dude, if, that, that's, that, which that's is a thing, very hard, is a very hard a very question, question, man. I mean, Ron Swanson, probably just because I think back at some of the things that he does and says <laughs> when, when he, when uh when he he goes off with his second wife Tammy, and they go off on he goes off on that bender and comes back and oh, he's where they need yes <laughs> he's got the video he's got yes watch. gosh he dang comes back dude with his hair all yes that is one of the best scenes and it's like and he's like she's near <laughs> that show is so freaking good or his alternate uh jazz yeah jazz person but but you're but you're right but you think about how perfectly that show was cast every even some of the cameo people that come in mm-hmm. are excellent like the other ron like he's awesome because he's the counterpart to the real ron swanson where he's like the holistic like hearth hippie hippie guy that wears sandals oh uh rob Lowe. no 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 no. um he comes in from uh oh yeah the other part yeah to- <laughs> he's so he's one of the guys in tombstone he's excellent oh, okay. in tombstone so anyway i could talk about parking tracks all day um, v for Dead, John Wick, Deadpool. Next one is Zodiac. It's about the Zodiac Killer, which they still haven't called Zodiac Killers to this day. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, super dark movie, but really, really good. Um, I'm going to save the newsroom for the end. I'm going to skip over that one. Suits on USA. Have you seen Suits on USA? Freaking unbelievable. Um, cinematography's great. Great storytelling. Shows you how to... Great show, show to show you how to transition between scenes. Excellent acting. Um, great writing. They work in comedy. Awesome. 
Um, really cool story that starts it off. They kind of lose the story about three or four seasons in, um, and they kind of go off on another trail, which is still is still good. But the way the show starts, so it starts about, and, I'll, and I'm not going to ruin anything. I think you showed me the open. Maybe. Or but, the first. Yeah, but for those of you that haven't, and it, it doesn't sound like a show I would like. And when I first started watching it, I don't even remember why. But it doesn't, on the outside, look like a show that I would enjoy. It's about these high-profile lawyers in New York City that are corporate lawyers. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like something I'd like. But anyway, it's a show about this corporate lawyer named Harvey Specter, who's like this top gun lawyer at this big uh, law firm called Pearson, Pearson, no, what's it called? Pearson Hardman when he first goes to work there. And because um, it changes names so many times. He is looking for, he just became senior partner and he, he can get to hire his own junior associate. So he's having interviews to hire his junior associate, and this kid walks in accidentally, like he wasn't even on the list, doesn't even have a law degree, but he has an eidetic memory. And he's been kicked out of law school because he had been selling tests, and he accidentally sold a test to the dean's daughter of this test because he can remember, he memorizes the test, and he'll write it down and sell it. And he's like, if he reads something, he remembers it. So he's like a freaking genius. So he walks in, he actually running from the cops and runs into this room and actually gets an interview for this job, which he's always wanted to be a lawyer, but now he can't go through law school because he got kicked out because he sold tests. Anyway, he sits down, goes through the interview, and impresses him enough to where he's going to hire him as a junior associate without a law degree, but they have to keep it under wraps. So the whole first couple seasons is like how they're trying to, who they're having to lie to and all the things they're having to do to keep people from finding out he's not really a lawyer because he's practicing law. Mm. really freaking good. And uh, both the, all the like the Harvey character um, and the Mike Ross character, the two main characters are so freaking good. And I don't, I mean, they're cast perfectly. That's another show that the cast members are right up there with the Parks and Rec. Like I couldn't get rid of any of them. Like uh, Harvey Specter's character is awesome. Mike Ross character is awesome. The love interest, super hot. It's always uh, a plus. Yeah, and then um, one of the main supporting actor actresses, really good-looking redhead, and she is, her name's Donna, the Donna. Awesome character. Um, both the secretaries that play in there, the supporting roles are great. And then my favorite character in the whole thing is Lewis Litt. He's the, th- he, w- he would be considered a supporting character, but uh, he's in there a lot, and him and, him and Harvey go head-to-head all the time. And Lewis is hilarious. He's like, you you hate him, and then you love him. And then you hate him, and then you love him. Wonderful character. Plays his role to a T. Just this, like, hard-nosed uh, Jewish lawyer that is ruthless, but then has all these, like, personal issues that he has a really hard time working through. Harvey gives him crap all the time. It's it's really, really freaking good. And I think it's, like, six or seven seasons. Mm. But it's real, real good. Um, Boondock Saints. Oh, God. So, Boondock Saints. Older movie, but Boondock Saints is where I learned about what the rule of thumb is. Do you know where the rule of thumb came from? No. Good. Watch Boondock Saints. You're not going to tell me? No. You have put Barry Fart, Patriot, Lonesome Dove, Sicario. Okay. Parks and Rec. Okay, so we're going to go to the newsroom. That's how we're going to end this with old acting versus new acting. So, my favorite series, and I didn't, you know what I didn't put on here? Game of Thrones. 
Game of Thrones. Watch you didn't Game put of a lot of things on here. You know what you didn't put on here that you should have put on? What? Here? That's a recent movie that just came out this year. What? Which movie do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. We just watched it. We just watched it? Well, basically, well, you watched it, and I was watching it at the same time in the plane. Obviously, it wasn't that good because I don't remember. Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, that was good, but I wouldn't put it on this list. You wouldn't put – I would put I would put that on on a favorite movies of all time list. Why? I don't know. It was just a fantastic movie for me. I loved how it was shot. I loved how it was edited. I loved the characters, and I loved the story. I think it was all done to a T. Okay, well, then you might not like some of the movies on my list if that's one of the movies that you put up there because – I don't know. Just, I mean, that movie is cool, but to me, that's a throwaway movie. That's one that I can watch once and be like, yeah, I mean, it was good. But these movies, I could watch over and over and over and over and over again. And this next one and this final one, I have watched over and over and over again. Um, the Newsroom is a series that is was on HBO, and you have watched this, so you can mm-hmm. chime in with me. Another one that I don't think there's a weak character in the whole thing. Everybody in there is great. Everybody plays their role well. And it's a it's a two and a half season because they cut, killed it through the, halfway through the third season because the actors couldn't keep up with the dialogue. It was so dialogue heavy. Um, it's a really really highbrow show about the inner workings of a newsroom. It aired on HBO. It's on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Amazon, you can go watch it. But it is my all time favorite series for several reasons. I absolutely love how it's shot, virtually everything's handheld, everything has movement. The main character, Jeff Daniels, who's who his character in the show is Will McAvoy. He's the lead anchor for ACN News. And I love how in the very beginning, you hate his character, mm-hmm. cannot stand him. By the end, you absolutely adore him and you'd go to war for him. And I love how the writers did that and how every character has their own unique personality and they play it to a T and they do a really good job. Another show, the love interest isn't very attractive. Um, Maggie Jordan is the love interest in the show and she's not attractive to me, not at all, but she does play her role very well. And I think for what, for what the show is, she, she, she's cast well, she could be hotter. I just don't think you could get a really hot actress to play a Maggie Jordan as well as she played it. No, I don't think. And I think it would probably it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I can I can agree, and I can understand the casting in that, but just still, that's just something I just really have a hard time. Unless you're, you know, you need a really high love interest. Just my two cents. But that show, I've probably watched that series. So there's 26 episodes, I think, in the whole series. So 10, 10, and six, which is entirely too few. Yeah, and way too few. Dude, that, oh, man. Can you imagine if that show would have kept going? That would have been great. It still hurts my heart. Like, to the point where I, like, want to write a letter to somebody and be like, look, why is this show not still on? I want to write a letter to Aaron Sorkin and be like, can we please get this show back? Because I need this in my life. And can you imagine how good it would be right now? So, the basis of this show, for those of you that, are, that have stuck around for an hour and seven minutes of this podcast with us, Maybe the, we need to do like condensed versions of this podcast. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, the 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 basis of the newsroom is it is an, a fictitious 
news studio, newscast called ACN News, Atlantis Cable News. It has a lead anchor named Will McAvoy, and he goes off the rails in the first episode. Do you watch the first episode? You'll have to watch all of them. Well, a lot of people have seen uh, the initial scene. Yeah. So it's called the the most on. If you've ever seen on YouTube the most honest two minutes in television, that's uh, the opening scene of the newsroom. But he goes off the rails and says some stuff to some students at Northwestern that are going through journalism school that kind of get him in some hot water. He comes back and all of his staff has left to go to a different show, and he has got a new EP that used to be his ex girlfriend that is now going to run his new show, and she's going to try and make his show better by utilizing his smarts, his good looks, and uh, his charm. And he's also a lawyer, or he was a litigator. And so she tries to revamp the show and kind of show his strengths. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of it is how the inner workings of a newsroom happen, and they show you the behind the scenes of how they gather information, how they spin the story, why they spin the story a certain way, how they want to tell the best version of the story, how they source um, the information, how they get sources, how they keep sources. Um, it's just, and then you have all the backstory on the people, um, which there's two or three of those going on all the time too. And all the characters like Sloan Sabbath, who's played by Olivia Munn, she's so funny. And it's a super serious show, but the way they work in comedy is brilliant mm-hmm. to me. Um, and it is a super, super fast show with lots and lots of talking, lots and lots of... You can't not pay attention. You can't you not pay, pay attention. attention for exactly. five seconds, you will miss you've something. lost something. And there's there's so many little nuancey things that I know Aaron Sorkin, who's the writer, worked in just for himself. Aaron Sorkin, I think, I watched a, a video on him, and he's probably one of the best writers as far as dialogue go working right now. Oh, dude, he nailed it. He nailed it in the newsroom. Yeah. But anyway, that's why the show ended up getting canned is because the actors could not mentally keep up with how dialogue intensive and how word intensive the 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 storylines were. Um but the, the the I've seen the entire series all 26 episodes I know 5 times, at least 5 times. And I'm starting to watch it a sixth time because my wife has never seen it and she wants a new series. And we just finished All American on Netflix, which is good. It's it's pretty solid. I'm there's season three's coming out, so I'll recommend it. It's it's pretty good. But um so we're gonna start watching the newsroom because I want somebody to love this as much as I do. I don't know if anybody else will. I know you've seen have you seen all of them? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch it again. Oh man. I the, could the problem watch is it. I have a hard time watching things again because I just uh Oh I do too. There's of, not I have all of these movies that now I have to watch. <laughs> and I have all a hard time and there's always new stuff coming out on Netflix well, see, that I like this to is, watch. Th- and I kind of agree because Newsroom's the only one that I've watched that much. I've never watched anything else that much. I have one show that I've watched as much as the newsroom. What? Psych. See, you've talked about Psych. I, I need to watch love Psych. Psych. It's an entirely I mean, you're not gonna like it for the reason that you like the newsroom. Uh Psych is a, it's a buddy show. Yeah. It's about a, uh, a guy who, in the first episode, <clears throat> he's on his couch making out with a girl, and the news is on in the background. Yeah, and he's got a similar thing to suit. It's similar to suits in a way, uh, but he's got a really good eye and memory. He can remember 
everything, and he picks out all sorts of little details. And so, kind of like Monk, very similar to Monk. Those two shows are often compared to each other. I liked so, Monk. If you if you like Monk, but you want more of like a a like bro comedy type thing, it's it's not a bro. It's quirky. It's like mm-hmm. a it's just funny. Uh, so the show's in the background, and he go he finds something. They're searching for somebody who stole something, and he calls the police station because he sees something on the news with his ability, and he goes, "I know who did this," and he gives them the name. Turns out that's who's who did it, and they bring him in for questioning because they went. There's no way anybody could know that, mm-hmm. and. He says, well, I know that. And they're trying to figure, they ask him, like, how do you know? And he's like, I saw it on the news. And they're like, we don't believe you. This is not something that one person could have done. You're an accomplice. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out, like, how do I not go to jail? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I can tell you how I knew. And he says, I'm a psychic. And so he tells them <clears throat> that he's a psychic, gets them convinced that he's a psychic. And then the chief of police wants to hire him as a psychic. And he tries to refuse, but if he refuses, they're going to send him to jail because he just lied about how he knew, mm-hmm. and so they think that he's an accomplice. So he gets roped into being a fake psychic detective, and then he starts his own fake psychic detective agency that works with the police, and his dad was an old old school police detective, and the whole show is about him and his buddy basically being fake psychic police detectives. I could get behind that. And it's really, they use a lot of references to like 80s pop culture, which is funny. They have a lot of really witty lines. Uh, well, Sean Spencer, c- the main character, is very, very, very uh, odd. He's yeah. odd. He's got a lot of energy. He's ADHD. I mean, he's just all over the place. Well, you were telling me because the black guy, I don't remember his name, but he's the guy, he's one of, the, law- Hill. He's one of the lawyers yeah. in suits. And he does not... He does doesn't not play, play com- anything. Does not play comedy at all. He's a serious actor the whole time. Yeah, he's funny as crap in, in huh, the other. That's so interesting. But anyway, you know, like Newsroom is the only one that I've watched that much because I absolutely adore it and I pick up something new every time I watch it. I've just finished watching Parks and Rec all the way through. Loved it even more the second time than I did the first time. I see myself watching it through again one of these days. And then I tried to watch Justified back. I got like, uh, halfway through the second season, I'm like, eh. So it just, like, it was great the first time. Didn't do it for me the second time. Um, I'll probably end up watching Game of Thrones through again. I'll probably watch Yellowstone again. Once uh, this new season comes out, I'll probably rewatch the first two seasons. Have you ever seen Westworld? I <clears throat> think I did watch the first season of Westworld. It's mm, I watched the first season, and I really liked it. A little too far-fetched for me. I liked it. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I get it. I liked it, but it's one of those, it's kind of like a, nah. I've been trying and I can't get into it and I need to stop and just like set it up and watch it from the beginning. But I heard a man in the high castle is really good. Hmm. It's a, it's a Netflix original. Uh, uh, House no, of Cards no, not Netflix really original. Good. It's an Amazon prime original. House of Cards is good. I watched the first two seasons of House it of Cards. It lost me after three or four seasons. That's when it lost me too. Cause it I also, just kept doing the same thing. Yeah. I also watched Ozark. Same thing. I couldn't get through the first season of Ozark. After about one season, I of heard Ozark, the new kinda... season that just came out is really good. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, Narcos. Narcos. Really I watched the first two seasons when they went to Mexico. It lost me. Um, there's a bunch of we could go on for days, but we're an hour and fifteen minutes in this. So we need to do this. 
I'm gonna I wonder put, if we should start doing movie reviews. Oh, I wish. Uh, that's, should we? That's, should we do the Redneck Tech movie review? We could. I mean, that's something. We it, could We could cut them off at like 15, 15 well, dude, minutes, I, unless it's the best movie we've ever seen. Well, dude, this is my thing. That's my ultimate job. I could sit and talk about movies all day, every day. Love it. My favorite thing in the world is to talk about good movies. Unless the movie sucks or the video sucks, and I'm not happy do you with watch, it. Uh, do you watch movie reviews on YouTube? No. Do you watch the film analysis on mm, YouTube? No, really. You should. I probably should. That's. I, I don't need something else to do, Ryan. i got plenty of things to do. I love them. I watch a ton of them because it takes movies that you already know and you already love, and then it talks more deeply into how they shot it or how they edited it or specifics about why this character see, works I don't, and stuff I want to like keep that. some of the magic. That is the man. I like that. <sighs> that's know, the man. that's the fun part for me. I don't know. <clears throat> I might. I don't know. But anyway, uh, if you if we missed a good movie, if we missed a movie that you think we absolutely have to see compared to our list, even Ryer's got a lot to do because he's. I told him he's fired unless he watches all these by tomorrow. So um, <laughs> anyway, so if we missed a movie, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, no, you you physically couldn't do it. Um, Watch. Maybe with my cross eye, I could watch two at one time. <laughs> so if we missed a movie, let me know. I'm sure we missed some. I'm sure we screwed something up. But uh, I'll also put this movie list in the podcast notes um, for the podcast so you guys have a list of them as well. But uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. We know this one was different, but we figured it would be fun. And I never thought it would go this long, but it did. You good? I'm good. All right. Peace.